start it now. It is the No Name Podcast. Um, all right, so I'm Ken Anthony, and... I'm Frankie DeVita. I used to call her Frankie Inagata DeVita. I know, and for years, I was trying to get somebody to um, actually make me a intro, radio intro for my right. show with the Inagata DeVita sound, sound exactly. but with my name instead. All right, all right so here's what we're doing. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am and who Frankie are, are <laughs> Frankie is... <laughs> We used to be on KLOS. Uh, Frankie, how many years were you on KLOS in Los Angeles? Close to six. Right. Close to you, six. You need to get a little closer to the microphone. You should know what you're... <laughs> I don't want to pop my pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, the last four and a half years, and way back in the day, I actually was the program director. And at the end of November... Uh, there was a change at KLOS. Um, yours truly and Frankie and Rita Wild uh, are no longer on the station. And so I think at this point, um, we have a lot to say. We have a lot, you know, to talk about. When it For doing this every single weekend for so many years, it, you were telling me there were some withdrawals, correct? Oh, definitely. Definitely some withdrawals. I. It's funny because you still are going about your, your day and your life and just with anybody who hosts a radio show, you see things during the week and you think, oh, I can talk about that on my show. Exactly. Something in the news, something that you observe. Right. Oh, I can talk about that on my show. And I, I was doing that a lot still. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I don't have a show to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's why we decided we're going to get uh, come on over here to the Benstown Studios. Thank you, Chachi Dennis. Yeah. And we have our engineer, Kevin. Kevin, we'd love for you to have a microphone, but Kevin just, you know. He's shy. He or she's shy in the background. Every once in a while. An He's an engineer. Okay. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do is we're just going to talk a little bit about radio, talk about what's going on in the music business. Since we haven't been on the air in, in a couple of months, this is what we're going to do. But I think a, a nice way to start would be to kind of give us your background. I can do mine. Mine might take about an hour. I can do it really, really, <laughs> really short, but... But why don't you let everybody know how you got into radio and kind of your background? I'll try to do mine in a, in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, was one of those kids that what did, not fall, did not stray far from the radio. I always had a radio with me, always had music on, was always playing vinyl. I guess I'm dating myself, vinyl, then cassettes, then Well, a CDs, lot of people are still MP3s. doing vinyl. You yeah, know? well, it's back, so... Um, and I just, just had an, an affinity for radio, and I went to college, took a radio class, really liked it. Um, I started intern. I was a phone fox at 105.5 KNC. Phone fox? A phone fox, basically a request line <laughs> operator, <laughs> but that's what they called us. Phone, we needed a title. Oh, phone Fox. Okay. So I was a phone fox mm -hmm. at KNAC, which was a heavy metal hard rock station in Los Angeles, and it was a blast. Right. I had just turned 21. I was having a, the time of my life. And I knew I wanted to be in the music business, so I started interning at record labels. And then I interned in the programming department at KLOS. And it was there when I was, you know, rubbing elbows with my What year, year was that? 93, 94, maybe. Okay. Right. Uh, and then I, and I was rubbing elbows with, you know, my radio inspiration, Bob Coburn. Mm, BC. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I was interning for Rita Wild mm, at the time. Wow. And I, it was then that I said, I'm going to be on the air. I want right. to be on the air. So I went to broadcasting school uh, with the, the intent to get back to KLOS on the air someday. It took me about 20 years. 
but wow. it happened. I, in between, I got my first gig at Q105 in Oxnard. Then I was at X1039 in San Bernardino. Then I was at KNAC.com when it went off the air at the FM mm-hmm. and launched on the internet. Uh, I also did, went back to X1039 again, then went to 96.7 KCAL Rocks. KCAL, San Bernardino. In the Inland mm-hmm. Empire, yeah. It was a big rock station. Mm-hmm. was there eight and a half years until I finally got a PD to hire me at KLOS. Who was that? That was Derek Madden. Ah, uh, Derek. He's in Minneapolis right now. He is. Yeah, he's doing well there. Do you know how, how rare it is, Frankie, for you to grow up in Southern California and do all of your radio in Southern California? Most people that get on the radio at this size market, they've had to go somewhere else in order to make mm-hmm. it here. So that's really something to be proud of. I've, I'm very blessed. Yeah, I'm very blessed. It's been, it's been a great learning experience. Uh, I've met a lot of great people along the way. Uh, and I bugged probably a good six or seven program directors at KLOS <laughs> until I made it through the door. So when you were the PD there, I had not yet even gone to broadcasting school. So yeah, that was 91. I did not have an opportunity to bother you. Right. Well, you're bothering me now. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's funny. Um, Frankie is just such a sweetheart of a person and really great on the air. And so when this whole thing at KLOS came down, I, I went to you, I said, look, I've done podcasts before with our good friend, Melissa Max, uh, the Boobies and Puppies show. And by the way, she's going to be coming back here to L.A. Is she the uh, one with the puppies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, she's going to be coming back here to L.A. and we're going to we're going to do another one of these podcasts. Wow, but we did awesome. podcasts for a while. It's a lot of fun. And the way it is right now with the way radio is. Uh, podcast is one of those things where you can really kind of do your own thing because in terrestrial radio, as we speak, Frankie, I know you can attest to it. Um, it's different than satellite radio. You play commercials. Uh, they play a lot of the same songs over and over again. And it's Mm kind of, they reward stations ratings wise for the lowest common denominator. So it's really difficult sometimes to really put your personality out there. But I think with a podcast, you can just talk and and do your own thing. Now, whether anyone wants to listen, <laughs> that's another. Thing. That's the other thing. Uh, I will give you my really Reader's Digest. Uh, I'm yeah. probably about 10 years older than Frankie. Um, and I started in the Bay Area, where I'm from, San Francisco Bay Area. I started a small FM station in the late 70s. That's how far I go back. Uh, KKIQ, Q102. And then I ended up in San Jose. I was probably like 20, 21 or so. I was very, very lucky to be on morning drive at a rock station, which was an AM station, KLIV. Did that for a while. Then I went to KSJO, which was the big rock station in San Jose. I was there from, gosh, uh, 81, 82 to about 89 for man, about eight years. And I, and I did uh, middays and then I did afternoons at the end. And I ended up being the program director there in the late 80s. And then I was fired, um, like a new a general manager came in. You know, in radio, this stuff happens. Oh, yeah. And so I actually um, had an opportunity to stay in the Bay Area. But unlike yourself, who, were, who did all your radio in L.A., I was fortunate enough to find a gig in San Antonio, Texas. So I took my family at the time, and I went to San Antonio. I was the PD of a station called KISS, K-I-S-S, uh, in San Antonio, famous rock station. And I did that for... Gosh, maybe less than a year. And then I got a job in Houston. 
at KLOL, which was the big rock station there. And that was... All great markets. Yeah, I was fortunate. That was 90, uh, 89, 90, somewhere around there, uh, KLOL. And that was for two years. And then there was an opening in Los Angeles. Uh, a guy by the name of Kerry Curlop was the PD, and you know who Kerry is. I interned for him. Okay, you interned for him. And Kerry uh, uh, was the uh, PD at KLOS... Uh, around 1990 or so, and he got an opportunity to go to work for a station across the street, Pirate Radio, okay? Norm Pattis, Bob Moore, we all might have heard of Pirate Radio. So when Carrie got the gig there, everybody was saying, well, who's going to be the next KLOS PD? And I'll never forget, I was in Houston, and I'm, you know, I'm a Californian, even Northern California. I was in Houston, and I'll never forget coming back from lunch one day at KLOL, and there was a... Uh, you know, back then, um, you know, they would write, you know, the messages down on a little pink slip. And I see uh, my messages that come back from lunch, Bill Summers, oh, KLOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, okay. So I called him back. We got on the phone for a while, hit it off really well. Within, I don't know, a week or so, I was in Los Angeles meeting him. A lot of people met and, and went for the job. I was fortunate enough to get the call and uh, came out to program KLOS. That was kind of the dream job. That was 91. And I did that for about two years. And um, Mark and Brian were the morning guys. And obviously, this was before you intern. And then uh, I lost that gig, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was one of those situations where, you know, Bill Summers is a great, great guy. And I just think after a couple of years, it was like he was like, uh, Carrie, I think, became available. And he and they were like father and son. They were so close. So I was a little bummed, but I ended up going to St. Louis and put an alternative station on the air, which is still there today. The Point in St. Louis, KPNT, 105.7, The Point, get it. That was our slogan. And it did that around 90, 93 or so. Was there for a year, wanted to get back to L.A., came back and, and ran KLSX, which was classic rock. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was the PD there in 94. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, Jim Ladd was my evening guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Howard Stern was the morning guy. I had a chance to talk to Howard several times because it was interesting because Mark and Brian were still at KLOS and I had no longer been at KLOS. And so he would call me all the time and... And asked me, you know, to give him dirt on Mark and Brian. I said, well, just listen to him on the air. You'll figure it out. Um, but I did that for uh, about a year and a half. And then they switched their format to talk radio. And now they're AMP, 97.1. Right. But that was about the mid-90s. And by that time, I was like, you know, mid-30s, early to mid-30s. And I had, was tired of moving. I had moved four or five times in four or five years or, or five, six years or whatever it was. And I had a family and I said, eh. So I opened up my own radio consultancy and I did that for a long time. Ended up working at R&R in the mid 2000s. In the last eight years, I've been at All Access as the rock editor. And it just so happened I hadn't been on the air in so many years that Keith Cunningham, the PD at KLOS, we've been friends for a while. Uh, when he got the gig in 2015, after I think Derek had left, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When he got the gig, uh, we went to lunch and, and he said, hey, would you like to go back on the air? And I hadn't been on the air in like 25 years, Frankie. Wow. So um, Now that doesn't happen very Yeah, often. it doesn't happen. But um, I came back on in 2015 and it's been a blast to be back on the air. I think 
when you're on the air, and I had not been on the air in a lot of those stations. I was the program director, but that's one of the things that you know and I know, and we can talk to anybody who's ever done it before. There's something magical about being on the air, especially when it's live. Now, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mention. I'm gonna mention two letters that are out there in radio that um, is prevalent, and the two letters are V and T, and they sa- they stand for voice tracking. Now, this is a lot of stations around the country do this uh, during the week. A lot of stations are live on the weekend. Sometimes you think they're live, but they're not. It's been done in advance. Um, it is the it is what it is, but but I have to say, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that when you are on the air live, and you're playing music, and you're getting calls and texts, and you're running phone calls and things like that, there's a magic about it, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, explain wh- what that magic is, so people will understand. You know, it's just it's not like really any other feeling. You j- just you're in the moment. The mu- the music is pumping you. There's been so many times I lived quite a ways away from the radio station. So the, the thought of like, Oh, I got to drive to the station in this right. traffic. And, and then I'd get there and I'd get the first song on the air and it would just shifted everything in mm-hmm. me, my attitude, my momentum. And uh, I used to equate running the board right. as almost like an orchestra conductor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would just, literally like hitting those cues and having a great segue, things like that. It was, it was just magical to me. And you did something which was great at the beginning of every one of your shows, uh, you would have, I guess it was a Jack Black. Uh, yeah. uh what was it? What was it? it was the Jack Black? It was Black? from the movie school of rock. Okay. And right. the line in the movie was, uh, you just sit back and enjoy the magic of rock. Right. And so I took that clip and I played it in front at the very beginning of every single one of my right, shows. Right, and it's a perfect way to lead off, you know. And and when you do rock, I mean, it's different than any, any other format, especially when you're able to, you know, uh, we would do some request things every once in a while, and to get a great request and to play it and 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 put the listener on the air. There's there's really something magical about that, and unfortunately, because so many stations are doing this. VT thing, maybe on the weekends, you don't always get that. And that's kind of sad. No. And I, I always kind of went on the air with the idea in mind that if I can make one listener happy, if I can make someone smile or make, get their request played or play a song that fits what they're going through just at that moment, then it's all the whole show's worth it. Like the effort, the energy, all that is worth it. I'm going to, alluding to that, I'm going to tell you this one quick story uh, about, you know, kind of the magic of being live and how, and what it means to people when they can call a radio station and, and speak with a DJ, even better hear their song a few minutes after that. Uh, it was working on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. And you know me, I like to joke around every once in a while. And so, uh, um, and, and I'm sure you've done that before when the phone rings, you know, the music's being on the air, but the phone rings and you go and you hit it and you start recording it because mm-hmm. hopefully you're going to get like a great, you know, uh, phone call. So it's like 95.5 KLOS. Who's this? He goes, uh, this is Jimmy. And I, Hey Jimmy, how's it going today? Happy Thanksgiving. What are you doing with your family? He steps and says, I don't have a family. I'm just here today listening to you. You are my friend and my companion today on Thanksgiving. Wow. Okay. I wanted to do, you know, I thought maybe I'm going to do like a little fun bit, 
boy, that really Sobering, hit me. That really hit me. I did not, of course, play that on the air, but that's what you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you can play that sometimes, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes this, the phone conversations you have with listeners will never make the air, but you mean a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And when that live element is not there anymore, I just think radio doesn't mean as much. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel. Well, you end up with listeners that call you regularly. They become friends. Exactly. Uh, I've met many listeners outside right. of the station at right. events and things mm-hmm. like that that have listened to my show that have called in. Mm-hmm. And um, and even now in the days of you know texting, we had the text deck right. and they could text mm-hmm. us. And I would get the same text from the same people all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, like when we, when we were relieved of our duties, right. I would have people contacting me on social media, right. uh, just, you know, my, with their condolences, so right. to speak. Right. Right. But, um, but yeah, there's definitely a connection there. And, you know, the first thing you learn in radio, uh, like radio 101 is you're talking to one person. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so that one person that you're talking to and really, when I hit the air, I never thought of it like I'm talking to the masses. I mm-hmm. always thought of it as, I mean, I, I'm in a room by, talking to myself, right. and I know that there's one person out there that's listening. So. Well, this, that's a case in point. This guy on, the, on Thanksgiving Day, I mean, we were his family. Mm-hmm. We were his companionship, and, uh, and, it, and, it, and it really hit me. But that's the thing that's the saddest about what's kind of going on in radio. And, and for those of you who are not in radio or aware of it, the biggest uh, operator of radio stations in the country is iHeart Media. And they just did an awful lot of layoffs um, a few weeks back at the beginning of the year. Welcome to 2020. And uh, it's not over yet. There's going to be a lot more. And, and <clears throat> I don't have to get into all the minutiae about it. But what's sad about it is it's kind of like... It's 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 a death in the family of radio, basically. I think. Oh, you is definitely what it is. feel it. Right. It's it's a ripple effect, especially since we just went through it, and then you hear about the one thousand or so people across the country right. through iHeart. Right. Um, you definitely feel their pain and what they're going. Yeah, through. and there there are DJs that have been on the air for twenty five, thirty years in some of these markets. Co Lewis in San Diego, uh, thirty years on the air. Uh, no longer there. Uh, Mark Wallengren of, I, th- I think it's uh, Coast. Coast. And uh, right. Ted Ziegenbush as well. Yeah. Coast um, and they're all part of, the, part of these layoffs. And uh, again, I'm not going to get into the reason behind it. This is a, a company that's, uh, that wants to do radio a different way as we head into a mm-hmm. new a decade. And the cost of it are the human beings and, and just kind of what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. These people who mean so much to their listeners will never have that opportunity to have that relationship again on the air. And I think that's kind of the saddest part of it all. Say something funny now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a sign of the times. It is, it is a sign of the times and technology is always evolving. Right. And, you know, that's where you end up having to reinvent yourself exactly. as a person you mm-hmm. have to i mean which is what we're doing here right now right. we're we're doing a podcast and mm-hmm. seeing what happens here and right. if we'll throw it against the wall and see what sticks yeah. and and i think that that's kind of a great thing as well right because it forces you to get out of your comfort zone it forces you to to reevaluate your life and your passions and what you really want mm-hmm. and that can be a great thing as well now you do voiceovers so uh tell I, everybody a little bit about that 
I got my first voiceover gig when I was in broadcasting school. Wow. Uh, and that's where I really heard, figured out what voiceover was all about. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of focused just on radio for a long time. And then probably 2005 or so, maybe a little bit sooner than that, I kind of focused a lot more. I created a home studio mm -hmm. and started really getting focused on it. So I've done some in-show narration. I've done live announcing. I've done promos. I've done a lot of radio commercials. I've done some television. I've done several, uh, probably a handful or more of infomercials. Is it fun for you? It's a blast. I have a great well, job. Well, you do have, uh, I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're friends and we've worked together for years, but um, you have a very, very friendly voice. And I think that's probably something that an advertiser is going to look at, you know? Um, you. And the voiceover stuff is, is something you've been doing. And um, I still do the VT for certain stations. I'm not going to say uh, where, but... Since we haven't been on live here in Los Angeles for a while, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on, okay, mm -hmm. that normally, like you said, oh, I want to talk about it. So let's talk about it, okay? Yeah. Our artist info, I so miss this. <laughs> this is the thing I really miss about my show is, is talking about the artist, talking about what's going on in rock music, in the industry. Right. That kind of thing. Well, so, one of the biggest ones, I, I want to start with this and then we can go wherever it goes, but the passing of Neil Peart of Rush. Oh my gosh, that, wow. that nearly stopped my heart. I yeah. got one of those notifications that came up on my phone. Right. And I, wow, that, that, yeah. one, that one was hard. He, I would have to say, is my favorite drummer. He would, he right. would, I would have to say he is my favorite drummer. He right. is probably the one drummer that I spoke of the most Right. While I was on the air. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it wasn't just the drumming. Uh, for those of you who are, are familiar with Rush and, and Neil, it wasn't just the drumming. He wrote the lyrics, too. Oh, yeah. And the lyrics are, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and then he's gone through some tragedy, too. Um, yeah. Losing his wife and his daughter. I think it was within, gosh, maybe it was like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that's true. a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, and I think that's, I think he was a very private person yeah. anyway, but I think that probably pulled him inward even well, more. Well, their last tour was what, 15 or 16 or something like that. And, and, and then, you know, everybody was saying, why aren't they going to tour? And he kept it so quiet, which is really amazing as well. Right, and I was actually just reading uh, someone, who was, uh, someone who was in the Rush Inner Circle, someone who helped them get their first uh, album. Right. Uh, signing they um she was saying he was he died the way he wanted to right in that no one knew what he was going through until he was gone right and that's what he wanted he wanted that privacy for right. him and his family and you know the funny thing is is it's one of those things where you know obviously we're we're, we're working on a classic rock station i i can just imagine what's going to be happening here in the i mean you were on the air. I'm going to say this. Frankie DeVita was on the air at KLOS when it was announced that Tom Petty had passed. Yeah. And Tom Petty is one of my all-time favorites. And I remember listening to you on KLOS, and you did a phenomenal job. Oh, that had to be you. very, very difficult. It was. It was. It was really difficult. Um, and I know what Tom Petty means to you. Right, right. Uh, that right. was... Yeah, I thought about you, too, because yeah. uh, I know you're a huge Tom Petty yeah, fan. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. yeah. And, and I had seen him a week earlier at the Hollywood Bowl. So I saw his last live show. 
And I remember him limping. Uh, American Girl was the last song they did. And I remember him going to the front of the stage because fans were going crazy. And he went to try and, you know, touch their hands. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't kneel. He couldn't bend down because yeah. because of he'd had problems with his hip. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously a week later, I guess, uh, you know, the, the, the medications, um, just too much or, or whatever. I mean, it, it was, it was really stunning. It was the Monday, I think I saw him September 25th. And I think he died on Monday. Was it October 1st or 2nd? But it was the following Monday, a week later. Right. And we'd, I'd heard these reports. And then when it, when it came true, I remember flipping on the station and you were on that night. It was a Monday, a Monday evening. And you did a great job. But that had to be hard. I'm sure what the listeners were calling like, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, the great thing about a station like KLOS is that when an artist does pass like that, we can just throw out the, the book mm-hmm. and whatever we were normally going to do with programming and mm-hmm. uh, saturate the airwaves with right. that artist. I was also on the air with when Glenn Fry passed. I came on after you. I remember that. Yeah. That and, was, yeah. And it was for the mm-hmm. same reasons. It was yeah. the prescription medications, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not gelling well with their, their bodies. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was, that was a tough one too, but, but it was great because, uh, you know, our PD allowed us to, you know what? Just saturate Just the airwaves yeah. with the music. Well, that's that they what play. that's what you're there for, you know. And 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 uh, you know, Rick Ocasek too. I, I remember Rita was on the air when oh, that yeah. happened, mm-hmm. and we played a lot of uh, Cars music and Eddie Money. I guess just a couple of days uh, previous to that. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, Frankie, and you know this. I mean, in the years ahead, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more because that's a whole era of rock stars. Right. I mean, think about Mick Jagger. The funny thing is Keith Richards is still I know. outliving them all. Keith, how do you do it? Um, well, uh, and, and it's yeah. funny too, because I just was reading stuff about Ozzy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ozzy is still here. He's, he's mm. diagnosed with Parkinson's yeah. and he, uh, he actually was diagnosed last February. Wow. But we're just hearing about it now. Yeah. And probably his family had to navigate through treatments and right. how they were going to keep him going. And, mm-hmm. and if he wanted to keep going, and, and obviously he does, he's got a new album coming yeah. out. Yeah. But um, but he, Ozzy's another one. You, you would uh, not think that he'd still be like kicking these exactly. days, but good for him. And I was just thinking today of someone like Paul McCartney. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, the guy looks great, though. I think he's he like 77, 78, and, and he's put out a new album within the last year or so. And uh, he's he's one of those forces of nature that you can't imagine him ever going away. But, you know, in the future, things like this is going to happen. He you is know? in such great shape. When yeah. you see him on stage, uh, saw him at Dodger Stadium, not this last tour, but the one before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, he doesn't miss a beat. He's 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 all over the stage. He's he's really good. He's he's in great shape. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What do you think? The uh, inductees are Depeche Mode. Okay. <laughs> The Doobie Brothers, I like that one. I'm a Bay Area guy. San Jose guys, they're great. Whitney Houston? I mean, what a rocker, huh? Uh, Nine Inch Nails, that's cool. Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex. But here are the snubs, Frankie. I I already know which one I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Pat Benatar. Oh, see, yeah, she's great. Dave Matthews. Judas Priest. Thin Lizzy. I love Thin Lizzy. I do, too. Soundgarden. Motorhead. Wow. I mean, to me, after the passing of Chris Cornell, I mean, the Soundgarden is the one that seems really obvious to me. And I think Pat Benatar, 
I mean, she started a whole wave of women who wanted to be rock stars. Right. And uh, so, you know, I mean. Um, I'm really surprised about the Soundgarden, but I'm actually really surprised also about Judas Priest. Yeah. I really thought right. that pre- they were, I mean, I was kind of keeping an eye on right. the voting. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, they were in the top five. Sure. And exactly. so, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised that they didn't end up in there. Well, I think the fact that they have a fan vote now, it, it allows uh, certain bands that you would not think, like Def Leppard, when they finally got in. I mean, they, I think they deserve to be in. And when they finally got in, I mean, they were never critically acclaimed, but they sold a ton of records and they had a, a bunch of fans. So fans should be part of it. Well, and they definitely know? have the longevity. Exactly. But I think the Doobie Brothers, uh, I'm really happy about that. Um, a friend of mine... Um, Dana Keys, who's in radio up in the Bay Area, her father uh, was Keith Knudsen, uh, the drummer who who passed away years ago. And she did this thing online um, congratulating all of her, her dad's brothers because she grew up as a kid, would travel with them, Tom Johnson, all of them. And she broke down and cried on it. It was just like really, really amazing. But, you know, her dad, you know, she said, look, I just wish you were around to, to you know, to, to be part it. of this, mm-hmm. you know. But um, so I think that's really cool. What do you think of the Whitney Houston thing? You know, Whitney Houston in her day, she was amazing. She sold record after, I mean, she sold millions and uh, she was definitely a force in that time. Um, I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though it has the rock and roll name in it, I do think it's all encompassing exactly. of many genres. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are a big fan of the the pop genre, mm-hmm. I do think that you people of that genre needs need to be recognized as well. Right. Um, I don't know. I think I think that it's it's probably doable. Well, she is a superstar. There's no question yeah. about it. But I just uh, you know I, as a rock guy, I yeah. just you know I I just think. You call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's Whitney Houston doing? That? It just—I I understand. Maybe they need to make and a you know the pop gr- Hall of Fame. the Grammys is the same thing. Oh. You know, I remember when uh, Jethro Tull was the best metal band. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think we were all yelling at the TV that day. I mean, nothing against Jethro Tull. You know, right. they're great. Yeah. But um, and wow! As, as we're uh, taping this, the Grammys are this weekend. Right. And um, I try to watch the Grammys every year because there's always an artist that I go, hmm, that, that artist is really cool. And, and it's all encompassing. But for the most part, you know, being a rock guy, it's just, it's just, you know, not a big part of it, you know. But I still want to, because I'm a music fan first and foremost, I'm sure you are too, I want to see what's going on. But, um, Ah, some of these nominations are weird. Although, you know, uh, one of, I, I know you love them and I love them. Um, uh, Rival Sons is nominated yeah. for Best uh, Rock Album. Yeah, and that, Feral, that Feral Roots, Roots yeah. is fantastic. That's a great, great record. And Aerosmith so. will be performing, but I think they're performing with uh, Run DMC. Yeah, but, and without uh, Kramer, right. the drummer. Yeah, that was a whole big yeah. deal. But they right. did the uh, Music Cares thing last night. Although Joey did not play with them, okay. he did come up and was honored with oh, the band. Cool. So that's the band cool. the band didn't let him play because he you know, he's had some physical and right. emotional right. ailments of right. of late and so they did not think he was up to par for performing, but they did you know, he's still a brother. They let him come on stage and, and he, you know, he's part of the band. Exactly. So they did, he did come up and receive an award with them. So that was cool. All right. So uh, how, how long have we been doing this, uh, uh, Kevin? 32 minutes. 32 minutes. Okay. I think we're good for another 10 minutes or so. Right? 
I don't think we bored everybody yet. We no, haven't bored ourselves, so that's no, what podcasts are about. Great time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about rock and roll again. Well, I, right. I, I want to go. Right. I want to. I want to talk about something. Okay, go ahead. Um, Neil Young just became a U.S. citizen. Isn't that great? It's wow. great. That's great. I, I didn't. I forgot he was from Canada. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, he. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering though, because I read something. Right. If he's going to be able to actually vote or not, because he's got some marijuana stuff in his past, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not sure. I think there was a, a a bill or something that someone tried to put through about right. you know if you've got some kind of uh, pot history, uh, <laughs> you're, you don't have the mindset to vote accurately. I guess I don't know. Oh, so uh, we'll good see what old happens. Neil. Um, <laughs> there is a band that we have to talk about, and I know you have all your notes. Uh, I just want to mention this, and then. It's all, it's all you, it's all your notes. But um, I brought this in because I know that Frankie DeVita is a huge Bon Jovi fan. Oh, yes. My boys. And Bon Jovi is kicking off a tour here in 2020 with a new album and a tour. And Brian Adams opening for them. Oh, of course. That's a cool I, yes, show. I know about that. Yeah, um, Brian Adams is a great opener for yeah, them. Yeah, here in L.A., they're playing at the Forum on June 18th. And I think Frankie DeVita will be there. I will be there. How many times have you seen Bon Jovi? I've seen every single tour, every tour that's come through L.A. since 87. Wow. So wow. the first two uh, tours, the first two albums, really... They hit my radar when Slippery When right. Wet came out. Right. I had heard of them before, but that's when I really uh, checked in. But with you like the really hard and heavy stuff. I was almost surprised that you were such a Bon Jovi fan. Is it? Is it his looks? <laughs> well, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt at all. Uh, not one bit. No, but um, they are great. Richie Sambora. I mean, they're that they're. Yeah. You know. No, you know, a thing is, I. I I really liked a lot of their lyrics. I always right. thought that they were kind of uplifting and the, mm-hmm. the, they weren't too down in the mouth. Right. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot of things I got out of their lyrics at, in that time in the late 80s when I really started following them. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of things uh, in their music that I liked, a lot of melodies, a lot mm-hmm. of lyrics. Um, I think I got one of my first uh, pullovers by a cop listening, <laughs> cranking Bon Jovi in my car. <laughs> Officer, I'm listening to John Bon Jovi. Don't yeah. bother me. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I've seen every tour. Uh, I, in fact, I know I have seen every tour since 87. All right. What else do you have there? Uh, this is, uh, like I said, it's been a couple of months for Frankie Inagata DeVita. Oh, and I know she's got some uh, some rock notes here. So what yeah. do you got? So here's another thing I've got is um, Kirk Hammett from Metallica mm-hmm. said that whole Napster thing they did. Right. Yeah. Probably wasn't even worth their time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said, you know, it, they, they didn't really stop anything. Right. The, you know, people still download stuff illegally. Exactly. People still, uh, yeah, he said it, it probably was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the time, yeah. I can see why they did that. I mean, they their live stuff, they didn't care if people had their live stuff. Right. It was the recorded stuff no, that they I were understand. trying to make a buck. But mm-hmm. the, the sad part about that, and he makes the point of saying that nowadays artists, they they have to tour. They have to be physically performing for people Mm -hmm. in order to really make their money because of streaming and illegal downloading and uh, people sharing music. You know, here, here's my CD, Mm -hmm. rip it. They have to do that. And you know, the other thing that's great about Metallica, they're uh, all within my hands foundation, just donated $500,000 for the Australian uh, wildfires and bushfires. Yeah. I mean, that's a band that, you know, they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. They give back. They really, really are incredible. Uh, I thought that was really fantastic news. What else you got? 
That's uh, well. I had that, and uh, uh, oh, I also have that. Um, see, I love this artist information. I just love it. I love like reporting on this stuff. It's so great. Um, John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is he's back in the band after ten years. Wow. They. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Josh Klingenhofer, who's been uh, who's been in the band mm-hmm. for the last ten years, who right. replaced John Frusciante. Right. Um, they called him over. He said he rode his bike over, and it was really funny because. Mm-hmm. It was probably a motorcycle, but my first ima- image was him like riding a 10 speed over. <laughs> like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't it. But um, yeah, so he went, uh, Josh Klingenhofer went over and they said, um, so this is what's happening. Uh, John's joining the band again. Wow. And uh, he actually said, Josh said it was a very sweet dismissal. Uh, you know, they thanked him for his time, but he he basically told them, I'm not surprised. Uh, he was shocked, but not surprised. Right. Um, so he seemed to be uh, grateful for the opportunity of the last 10 years. Sure. He recorded a couple of albums with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's on to the next thing. But he 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 even said, you know, jo- uh, uh, Josh, um, uh, I'm sorry, John Frusciante kind of belongs in the band. Oh, well, he's... He's an amazing guitar player. Yeah. He really, really is. And, and you know, um, some of their best stuff he was playing. So, right. you know, it's amazing how bands just, you know, they recycle. And it's just, it, it, it's even more amazing when you think about bands that have been together for years and years and years, and there's never any changes. That's really incredible, you know? Yeah, but so. It's, uh, barring uh, unforeseen circumstances like death, I mean... You know, that really is incredible when bands can stand the test of time like that. Well, and him and, and he having 10 years in Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, that's 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 a nice thing to have on your resume. And I'm sure he'll be joining or picking up another band or even maybe creating his own band. Right. Uh, somewhere down the line. Well, that. listen, uh, Frankie, I don't know. I don't know what else you got. But um, I mean, this was really a lot of fun. And uh, I hope it was fun for you, too, because I know how much you loved being on the air. We all do. And so, you know, podcasting is one of those kind of things where, you know, you can, you can do your thing, you can talk about whatever. And, uh, you know, so this has been fun. This has been amazing. This is fun. We want to thank our uh, engineer, Kevin Horton. Kevin. Kevin, Woo. what are your socials? <laughs> uh, and we want to thank uh, Dave. Uh, it, it, no, Dave. Uh, it's Chachi. Okay. Chachi. Dennis. What is his first name? Dave. Dave. It is Dave. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm so used to being Chachi that I'm yeah. going, is, is his first name Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no one even calls him that. <laughs> but the Benstown Studios in, in beautiful uh, Glendale. Thank you very much for letting us use the studios. I don't know what else to say. This is fun. Um, we'll have to do it again. We'll we're going to take a, we're going to take a photo. And we're uh, going to figure out what to name this thing. Uh, well, yeah. Um, uh, it is the no name podcast. rock and roll confidential is already taken. Uh, Rita Wild, that's her podcast. So listen to that one. That's a rock and roll uh, confessional. A confessional. See, I'll, I'll be ah, here to correct you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Keep the faith. <laughs>